departed. Yeah. You've got to park your car in Harvard Yard. It's just take the R's out and replace them with the H's. That's the trick. Harvard Yard, yeah. Harvard. 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 Hey. What's up, film fans? And welcome to another episode of What the Flick, <laughs> the show where we rewrite movies we haven't seen based on the under poster. My name's Matt. And I'm Irish mob boss Macaroni Prince. And today we'll be looking at the film, figuring out what the hell happens in The Departed. What the flick, what the flick, we don't know what a movie is Gonna tell you what we think it's about With the help of the post, we're gonna out What the flick, what the flick, gonna write a film that already exists We'll be doing it better cause we're so cool And back to two years of film school What the flick, what the flick, we're never gonna watch that shit Got better writers than Steven Spielberg Good directors are all done there What the flick, what the flick, that's the name of the podcast It's almost time, so make some noise It's time for the poster boys, so what the flick How do you, well, how do you reckon my accent was there? My, my marky mark I think it was pretty good would you like to hear my impression of Marky Mark? Yeah. That's it. I'm going to blind you, son. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the funky band. <laughs> Crazy to think a man who wrote good vibrations also blinded a man in a racist attack and still gets work. Yeah. Anyway. Um, was he... Was he... Was Mark Wahlberg the guy in the Transformers movie that carried around, like, a, a legal loophole for being a pedo in his no, wallet? No, 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 no. I mean, well, possibly, but I think the problem is his daughter is 15 and his her boyfriend is like 19 or something it's like but we were right, dating yeah, before yeah, yeah. then or something like that and, and he has it he has it printed out and laminated <laughs> i'm like yeah. why did that have to be a plot point michael bay in a big in a in the, in the big robot action movie why have you got a plot beat that's like here's why it's fine for me a legal adult to be dating this 15 year old i think it's also important to remember that mark Wahlberg, of course unfortunately did not get on the plane on September 11th because as he if he's been there, as he it would have gone down differently. As he has famously said, it would have gone been down there, the things just would have been different. Oh, wait, what a world we'd live in. We'd live in a post Marky Mark world. Yeah. God, he'd probably be president. He probably would be president. What you don't realize is that when he says that, when he says things would have gone down differently, all he means is that he would have flown him into the Chrysler building. <laughs> He'd have flown them into the tower in Toronto. Mark Wahlberg, yeah. It's not that he it's not that he would have stopped it. He just thinks they hit the wrong building. He thought America was waging war in Canada. He was like, We're taking down that big tower in Toronto. It was almost in the background of my movies. <laughs> God, a very, very funny Amazon world where like Mark Wahlberg's like if I'd been up there I'd done it differently. And literally halfway through the hijack and he just opens the play door and falls out. Yeah. <laughs> he's not he's not privy to the rest of the incident. <laughs> what would have gone differently is that Mark Wahlberg would also have died. <laughs> yeah, I just said if I'd been on that plane, things would have been pretty different. No Transformers 4. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it would also have been very funny if he had managed to stop 9-11 to hear him on TV saying, Osama bin Laden. Or yeah. He's been caught and compromised to a permanent end. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever tried to do a Boston accent before this. So by the end of this, no. I'm going to try and say... I, park- I think you've got to go quaffy, right? Quaffy. That's how you get into it. I'm going to do the outro in a Boston accent. We'll see All how right, it goes. Cool. I'm, I'm, much, I'm very looking forward to that. Yeah. Just anyway, if you- this doesn't just have Mark Wahlberg in it. In fact, he's only got an and. Yeah. And again, I'm always confused as to what with and and actually signify mm. as to whether they're like markers of prestige or not. Yeah. 
But it's got Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Jack Nicholson, and Marky Mark. No mention of the Funky Bunch. Now, I will say, Mark's not on the poster, just his name. But the other three are. That is are. true, yeah. So maybe they got to give him an and to, to satisfy him because he didn't make the cut. And Matt Damon and Jack Nicholson appear to be sort of like fused together at the back of it. The, they appear to be kind of like Jack Nicholson's like a parasitic twin mm. to to Matt Damon. He's, um, what's that? He's malignant in him. He's malignant in him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But in a very kind of like Marvel, you know, when on Marvel posters where like they always have Scarlett Johansson twisting into a pose where you can see both yeah. boobs and butt at yeah. the same time. Yeah, It's course. like no normal person would stand like that, but... We've got to get both in there. Yeah. So we're going to just just twist you around a little bit. It feels like that's what's happening with Wait a Malignant Damon over here. <laughs> Matt, I could be going crazy, but is Matt Damon in a film where he is a conjoined twin with someone who's an actor? <laughs> I don't know. I think possibly Matt Damon's in a twin, where, or in a twin is in a film where he is, I think it's possibly called Stuck On You. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to search Matt yep, Damon. Conjoined twins from Martha's Vineyard. And it's Greg Kinnear and Matt Damon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, that film... Oh, wow. That film came that's out a, before that's a this. young Matt Damon. Yeah. Got Matt... We need the cast for this. Let's do this film instead. <laughs> <laughs> Eva Mendes, Cher. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Matt Damon. Dane Cook. Dane Cook's in this. Oh, yeah. Everyone's favourite. Comedian? <laughs> Lynn Shay. Linda Shay is in this. We should we should watch Stuck on You. Hey, Dan Faulkner, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Linda Shea, I believe, uh, who you might know as like a very famous, you know, like an iconic, like almost like a, like a scream queen. Oh, yeah. She's an incredible, like prolific horror actor. Oh, yeah. She is most recently in like she's the main character in the insidious universe oh yes of course I've, again obviously things i will never have seen because of my intense fear yeah she was in <laughs> critters she was in the nightmare on elm street franchise oh maybe i do know who she is then i've seen nightmare on elm street films so true. yeah she was in the grudge i think the america the american one hmm. um or one of those she was in ouija uh-huh really fantastic actor uh and she is in this movie as Makeup Babe. <laughs> I was really in my head there. I didn't want to cut you off, but I was like, why is Mark going into such detail about this actor? Then I realized why. And I was like, okay, that's a good bet. <laughs> I'm like, like trying to explain to somebody Daniel Day-Lewis is the black. He's in his uncle too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's in this film. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who is in this film, Matt? Who's in Stuck on You? Who's in Stuck on You? Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep is in Stuck on You. I've got the Wikipedia oh, open. Like a, yeah, that's cameo appearances. There's J- a whole bunch of cameos. Yeah, Jay Leno, Cameron Diaz, we, Luke Wilson. Wow. We should do. Do you see what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> also in the Insidious franchise, very briefly, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you like, want to do? Do you want to do Stuck on You instead? <laughs> I'll just read it out the episode. No, I think we leave this all in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. I wasn't. I wasn't suggesting that we <laughs> stop recording. I'm just saying. I just want you to oh, know. He's moving to stuck on you. Yeah, but I want you to know now as a joke, right? This is sincere. I had entirely planned when we'd done the departed. We had to read the plot. I was gonna just read the plot of stuck on you and not, <laughs> and not address anything else at all. All right. Well, the stuck on you poster is not great. 
<laughs> you can't even tell they're conjoined really in the poster. You know, you really can't. Uh, the tagline. Well, it- I guess they're joined. Are they joined at the hip? Are they? Yeah, I believe so. It says brothers stick together. Yeah. Is the tagline neither of their faces? Oh, hang on. Are we in? Po- this is poster time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cue the jingle. <laughs> time what are we gonna title this episode <laughs> the departed <laughs> and, then... <laughs> and then next week we do actually the departed yeah maybe <laughs> yeah, okay. we'll do that as the next one yeah. <laughs> record the departed properly yeah it's just called actually the departed <laughs> the departed brackets for real yeah okay so I, it looks like they're either joined at the hip or more funnily they see they're doing like a like a fist bump no. they're joined at the knuckles <laughs> man i will let you know now i have absolutely seen this film but i have not seen it again probably since 2003 so i probably okay. haven't seen it since i was 13 so i do not remember most of it but i know cool. as a fact now i can tell you this this is you know we do things sometimes like this is something we have to get in the film or this is the bits we know they are joined at the hip, and Greg Kinnear is an actor, and Matt Damon is very shy. So I know there's a bit where they okay. o- they often disguise him as props in the scene that Greg Kinnear is in. And that's all I really remember. Sure, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, they both are very young. Yeah. Oh, they, they do not look like brothers. Not at all. Especially to be conjoined twins. They look very dissimilar. Yeah. Not quite as dissimilar as Danny DeVito and... Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, but that would be a great cameo to have on this. Close. That'd be that a would great be a great ca- cameo. Yeah. yeah, that's a good bit. We should we should put that in at some point. We should put that in. Yeah. All right, let's probably describe the poster. Then. So, all right, so it is a sort of Dutch angle of the two brothers, Matt Damon and Greg Kinnear. They're both smiling and looking at the camera. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they're doing a fist bump. Mm-hmm. It looks like there's a little bit of wind. It looks like maybe they're falling out of an aeroplane, in fact, because behind them it's just sky. Yeah. And it all, it looks like everything, everything in this movie is off-center and at an angle. It looks like it's kind of, it looks like everything is just like slid into shot mm-hmm. and it's about to fall out of shot. Yeah. And it's got stuck on you. Brothers stick together as the tagline, a Farrelly outrageous comedy. So... We know that this is going to be one of those crazy, mixed up, spoofy thousands spoof comedy movies. So we know at some point they're going to one of them's going to be having sex, and the other one's going to be trying to play Game Boy or something. Yeah, there'll be a little curtain pulled between them. There'll be a little curtain, maybe. Yeah, Mm. or he'll just like Matt Damon will have like a book. You know, he'll have like one of his comics up yeah. to his face like that, mm-hmm. and he'll be saying to Greg Kinnear, "Could you just make it? Could you make a little bit less noise?" Yeah, Greg you- Kinnear will be like, "Shut up, nerd!" And he'll <laughs> give him like a a, 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 a nut tap. He'll fucking <laughs> yeah. hit him in the balls. Do you uh, do you reckon, based on their clothing, you could tell that one of them's successful and one of them's shy because they're both wearing pretty boring clothes, right? Yeah, but Greg Kinnear is wearing like a white kind of suit. You know, like a Hollywood white suit. Yeah, I guess that's Matt true. Matt Damon's wearing a polo shirt, the uniform of the socially awkward nerd. Yeah. He's um, not tucked in. It really should be. But I guess you can't tuck in a shirt. If you're joined at the hip, how are you going to tuck in a shirt? I, I wonder. Uh, I guess it probably is in the film. They probably do have to get all their clothes custom made, right? Or at least just yeah. you have to have a seamstress to put a big hole in the You'd side. You'd have to have a, a hole in the side. You'd have to have them sewn together, I guess. Mm, yeah. 
Although I imagine, actually, if you have to do it with every one of your clothes, you probably just learn to do it yourself because that would be. Mad I think that. you probably would. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's the whole poster map. There's nothing else really to say about it. No, it doesn't give us a whole lot, to be honest. The Departed probably gave us a lot more to work with. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts? Because I don't want to push the narrative because I think I know too much. I want you to go and I'll just help you along. Okay. So you, what What are your thoughts of what do you think the story of the film is? Like what's the over the overriding story that we're trying to tell here? Yeah, you know I mean, are they getting pulled apart? Are they going like they raising money for surgery? Are they... Uh, is maybe Matt Damon becoming a better actor or something? You no, know, I, of- what I think is going on is that what Greg Kinnear strikes me here, and as, as it's, it's a fairly outrageous comedy, I think that mm. Greg Kinnear wants to be, his big ambition is to be a porn star. Okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. And Matt Damon mm-hmm. just wants to go to college for like computer science and be a you know just be a nerd and play computer games but you know greg has got maybe he was born with more muscular legs and so he <laughs> deals with all of the like he can but drag can i yeah can i be a crazy suggestion sure one of matt damon's dream is to be part of the boston police department <laughs> <laughs> i don't want our heroes to want to be a cop <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, what if at the end of this film, this is oh, a prequel? Oh, I see. To yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. Here we go. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> I'm stuck on you as a prequel to The Departed. It's such a funny fucking. So, yeah, Greg Kinnear wants to be a porn star, and he yeah. has moved them to you know Los Angeles, California. Well, it, and I could be wrong, but it's not a whole thing. Where apparently, it's porn's not shot in LA anymore. It's shot in towns in in rural California because mayors keep being like, "Yeah, we'll let you shoot here for real cheap uh, if you okay. rent our buildings and stuff," which would make sense if it's just like a rural town, right? Then you could have it be a kind of thing where he's getting annoyed because he's so used to like the LA lifestyle, yeah. and maybe that, and then that's why Matt Damon's character's like, "Well, I actually quite like it out here." In these small rural towns where you get to fuck women for money, <laughs> yeah, and so the the Thing of it is that Greg Kinnear obviously has a booming career, right? Everybody, yeah. you know, it's a big thing. He's he's got his he's got a niche in porn mm-hmm. that is entirely his own, right? That he's the only conjoined twin in the industry, and yeah. the producers love him. They're like, fantastic! What a what a what a coup that we got Greg Kinnear, the conjoined twin with fourteen inch penis, right? Yeah. That's the other thing about Greg Kinnear that we have to know right up top. He's got a huge dick. I think there's yeah. like there's like one of those, you know, gross out kind of tasteless scenes at the beginning where yeah. they're in the hospital and they're giving birth and, and her, their mum's giving birth to them. And obviously, you know, you, you, you don't see too, too much and it's all played for slapstick and laughs and so on. But the point is yeah. that there she gives birth and then the doctor looks at them and she goes wow this guy's got a really big dick and looks directly at the camera <laughs> and she looks directly at the camera and goes sorry matt damon greg kinnear's got a really and it looks down at the you could you know you pan down on the baby's faces and they both got greg kinnear and matt damon's like faces like pl- pasted on yeah. in photoshop not even in like yeah. after effects not even in like a video editing program <laughs> yeah. in photoshop they've done it yeah 
<laughs> it's just like someone's green screened them out and just they've put their faces through a hole in a wall or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And Greg yeah. Kinnear goes, hey! <laughs> oh, Dylan's like, oh, boy. Yeah. And then it cuts. It's like a like a 20 years later, you know? Yeah. And it cuts immediately to Greg Kinnear fucking some broad no, on a porn I think set ma- and Matt no, Damon's I- like reading a math textbook and going, could you keep it down? I'm trying to evolve my Charmander. He's got a Game Boy. <laughs> yeah. I think Matt Adams is a cut 20 years later and it's a close-up of Matt Damon's face and he's got his eyes oh, I thought clo- you were going to say a close-up of Greg Kinnear's dick. <laughs> no, it's Matt Damon's face and you can just see him bouncing up and down the bed you can hear the noises and he's just kind of like, you're like grimacing a bit and you're like, oh, he's having really unpleasant sex. But then the camera pans out and yeah. you see the little curtain on the bed and he's just reading his magazine like really, yeah, yeah. like really, yeah. And then like it just, the camera pans over and you see Greg Kinnear and like, I don't know, two other women and, and, a, and like a bloke. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think cameos, like, cameos from yeah. famous porn stars of the 2000s, of which I yeah. don't think I know any. Yeah, me neither, me neither. I don't know a- any. As Akira? I don't, know, that Anna. One? don't know Anna. I wouldn't know. Never heard of him. <laughs> Mac famously has never watched. I don't porn. know any. I don't know anything about porn. No. I don't even know what it is. I assumed that it, they were just making food. Who's the one? Who's the one that was suing Trump? Stormy Daniels. Stormy was Daniels. she around back then? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Let's assume Stormy Daniels is there. Fucking Greg Kinnear. I think it would be funny if this was like you know how the Muppets get everyone to cameo. So the what you're saying is you want all of the porn stars that are fucking Greg Kinnear to be Muppets. <laughs> no, I was just saying like you know they always have like loads of cameos of them. But I was just realized I've actually got the list of cameos for stuck on you, but so I can tell you exactly who all true, the porn stars. I assume that uh, Stormy Daniels isn't on there. Cameron Diaz is on yeah. there. I seem to remember. Jay Leno. Jay Leno, he's fucking Greg Kinnear. But every <laughs> Frankie Frankie Muniz and jo- Jesse Ventura. You know what? Every cameo is a por- is is that that's what they're doing. Right? Every cameo yeah. on that Wikipedia list at some point fucks Greg Kinnear yeah. while Matt yeah. Damon's playing on his Game Boy Color. Yeah. And I think I think that's good because he's trying to evolve his Pikachu and mm-hmm. his finger keeps slipping because Greg Kinnear is like fucking too hard. And he's like, could you fuck yeah. a bit less hard? I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to play my Pokemon games. <laughs> oh, damn yeah, it. I just lost that rare. What's another Pokemon? Uh, Dog trail. Zubat. <laughs> because if you were fucking too hard. Perfect. Yeah, I think that's good. And that's his, that's his, that's his catchphrase. That's what Matt Damon is always saying. He's like, could you, could you're fucking too hard. Greg, you're fucking too hard, he says. Yeah. Would you be good? Because at some point, maybe they get trapped in the ice and Greg Kinnear starts freezing and he's like, Greg, you're fucking too hard. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's just a little... And they get get home and they're arguing, you know. And maybe Greg Kinnear is really annoyed because they keep having to. What's that thing where you talk over ADR? They keep having to ADR his audio because Matt Damon is complaining. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "You know, every time we have a porn set, we have to figure out a way to put like a, a couch right next to the bed, or like a fucking huge pillow, or we have to work you into the wall. It's so uncomfortable. You have no idea how unprofessional it is to have to ask them to." change the plot of the story maybe the thing they've got worked out is maybe this is what it is right you know how every time like the the classic porn setup is the plumber has to come around and fix the pipes right or Uh, some kind of tradie arrives 
to ostensibly do some kind of labor and ends up having sex with the person that called them. Yeah. So maybe this is what it is. What ends up happening every time is they turn up as the conjoined twins and then Matt Damon, like, you know, sticks his head underneath the radiator, starts to, until you can't see his face ever. Yeah. And he's just doing the actual, like, plumbing (laughs) while Greg Kinnear's fucking the lady. And at the end, she's (laughs) like, wow, I got fucked and you fixed my radiator. Thanks, Greg Kinnear and Matt Damon. Yeah, and Matt Damon's always like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon's trying to hand them an invoice, and they're like, well, what? And, hang on. <laughs> Matt Damon's always got, like, a ridiculous big fake beard or, like, glasses or something. He's always got, you know, that, gla- like, the glasses, nose, mustache combo on? And that, like, the every single set. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. So that's um, what, yeah, that's their, and they're a great team. And that's what, you know, Ron Jeremy's there and he's the big producer. And he's like, you're a great team, you guys. You fix the pipes. You lay the pipe. And he then he laughs. He does a big <laughs> laugh. What's the, do you know what the name of that guy who writes like crazy, like erotic f- fiction now is? Chuck, Chuck Tingle. Tingle. Yeah. Yeah. Can we get Chuck Tingle in here somewhere, do you reckon, at some point? As a cameo, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I like the idea of maybe, maybe Matt Damon becomes him or something because he combines the nerd mm-hmm. stuff on the porn stuff or something like that. But no, famously, Matt Damon's going to become a police officer. going to become a police officer, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, All right well, um, and maybe that's the thing. Maybe he's saying to Ron Jeremy, he's like, could, I maybe, could we maybe do like a policeman thing at some point? You know. And Roger yeah. was like, that's fantastic, that's fantastic. You can arrest the criminals, and Greg Kinnear will fuck the criminals, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> Perfect. You know, they, they like, st- there's the next film set, they're stopping a mugging, and while Matt Damon's, like, reading the Miranda rights and putting, like, the cuffs on a criminal, and then Stormy Daniels is like, oh, no, hang on, the cameos. Who's the next on the list of the cameos? Uh, it's someone called Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams is like, oh, Greg Kinnear, how can I ever thank you for saving me? And Greg Kinnear's like, well, you could thank me with sex. And then <laughs> the music starts and they have sex while Matt Damon arrests the guy. And Matt Damon's like, that was the best day of my life. Even though it wasn't <laughs> real and I couldn't arrest that guy for real. And also my conjoined brother was having sex with this huge penis in the background. <laughs> That's now I know what I want to do with my life. I want to go to Boston and become a police officer. And Greg Kinnear's like, there's no porn in Boston. And that's the central, you know, that's the central conflict of the film is that Matt Damon wants to move to Boston and be a police officer. And Greg Kinnear just wants mm-hmm. to do sex at people. Well, I think that's perfect, right? But what if then what this happens is that Matt Damon uncovers some sort of money laundering or some sort of crime in the porn industry. And it's one of those things when Greg Kinnear's like, I don't want you to ruin this for me because this is it. This is I my see. cash card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, Matt Damon has to stop the crime while also making sure he doesn't get Greg Kinnear too involved. But unfortunately, they are conjoined twins. They are twins. conjoined twins. <laughs> they stick together. Yeah, brothers do stick together, I've heard. That's true. What if maybe, what if then maybe he like goes back in and he's like, I'm going to go thank Ron because he really did make my day today. And he walks back in, and Ron's aiming a gun at Ben Carson, who, according to this, is the, was a cameo who was the former 17th United States Secretary of Housing and Urban yeah, Development. Yeah, Ben Carson's <laughs> like that really sleepy-looking dude who ran for president yeah. at the same time as Trump was running. He was a, he was a Republican candidate who didn't make it through the, the, you know, the initial stages. Well, he's a cameo in this film, so maybe he goes cool. back in and Ron Jeremy's aiming a gun at him. That's perfect. He's like, I know you're going to be president. I know you're going to be president. 
There's no way that Donald Trump's going to win in 16 years. It's going to be you, Ben Carson, and you're going to get the, all the drugs and you're going to make it legal for me to do porn crimes. What if it's just like he's like... Because at the moment I'm doing illegal porn crimes, he says, <laughs> looking directly at the camera. He's like, I hope there's no budding cops watching me confess to doing porn crimes. <laughs> What if, what if he just says something like, I fucking hate living here in Davis, California. I want to get back to LA. So I want you to become pre- president so that you can make it illegal to charge people over $10 a day to film porn in their, their studios or something. I'm going to have the cheapest porn set in the world yeah. and it'll all be right here in Los Angeles. Nice. And then he's like, oh, I can't do it in Los Angeles, but I can do it in another... In America's second most famous city. Of Boston. Boston. <laughs> the big two that people think of in America. LA and Boston. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I think having Ben Carson be the cameo that Ron Jeremy threatens is very good. But maybe it is just something more simple than he is just doing crimes and he's like, you're going to help me get away with these or you're something. You're going to help me get away with these crimes by becoming the president. Yeah, <laughs> which is a very good twist on this comedy film. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt Damon's like, oh no. But hang on, how is he there in Greg Kinnear? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just stuck his head through the door and Greg Kinnear is like at a vending machine and is like eating his dollar but hasn't given him the food. Yeah. So he's just standing back and Matt Damon's just like gripping the door frame, turning his head yeah, around Greg to shout Greg Kinnear who's the next person on the cameo list? Uh, the next person to cameo list is Cameron Diaz. Greg Kinnear has met Cameron Diaz, who's like an up-and-coming porn actress. Yeah. And she's like, wow, Greg Kinnear, it's so great. I've heard so much about you, you know. She's like up by the vending machine, and she's like, wow, um, I love the way you push the coins into those slots. Would you like to push something else into my slot? And Greg Kinnear's <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Christ. And he starts fucking Cameron Diaz. Wow. No, Matt Damon he's like, is spying. And he's like, hey... Uh, you're, st- you're fucking too hard I can't spy <laughs> and then Ron Jeremy's like what's that over there and he's like oh no oh beans <laughs> I thought he's got like whatever he's like would you like to push something else into my stuff he's like not unless you pay me doll and it's like well it's like girl Greg Kinnear has never had sex Greg that wasn't- has never had sex that wasn't professional yeah he's never had sex off camera in his life that's like his big thing that's great he's like i don't really enjoy it i just go to work to nine to five kick i just love the business yeah <laughs> that's it. he's like i love the business i can't get over it i can't get hard unless there's a camera <laughs> i can't get hard unless there's a camera at a minimum of 250 dollars yeah. <laughs> you got my day rate <laughs> she's just like ugh hands <laughs> it to him and just like, and then, like just sets up a tripod beside the vending machine and Matt Damon's trying to listen then all of a sudden the song is drowned out by humping <laughs> yeah <laughs> the soft sound of humping in the next room the very loud sound of humping as always <laughs> Greg Kinnear's fucking too hard yeah. alright maybe that Ron Jeremy come or like goes to investigate and maybe that's the first time Matt Damon just runs off and Greg Kinnear like kind of trips and just goes with him do you know what I mean yeah and he's like what are you doing I was in the middle of getting paid I was like you don't make any money for us I'm the one asked to make all the money you get paid nothing like that could be a big like divisive point of them arguing yeah and, Ma- and Matt Damon's like well I always try to invoice for the plumbing and he's like don't you get it <laughs> but they don't it's not real plumbing and he's like but they've genuinely got problems 
<laughs> it's like I hope I turned those tops in there, Dad. Not a drop of water came yeah. out. And he's like, "So no, it's not a real fucking sink. Yet. It's a Seth." And he's like, "It certainly is, Seth. Seth's right up for failure as well." <laughs> and so yeah, like, bickering, they go home and they walk through the door, and their mum, um, who's played by, let me just check the cameo list, Alison Hannigan. <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't. She was probably too young in these times, but who cares? Eve, oh, Cher. Cher, Cher is their Cher's mom. The mom. And she's like, uh, yeah. hey, hey, kids, how was work? And Greg Kinnear's like, like, her kids, how, how was work? Was work? Yeah. <laughs> and Greg Kinnear's like, oh, it was great. I did so much fucking. And Matt Damon's like, mom, <laughs> Greg Kinnear was fucking too hard again. She's like, Greg, were you fucking too hard? And he's like, I fucked them just right, moi. She's like, I'm proud of you, sweetie. I'm proud of you. Oh my god, that did Greg Kinnear. This is an also an, an allegory for the Goldilocks story. <laughs> Where Greg Kinnear is this one's too hard. <laughs> Matt Damon's too soft. Yeah. But I don't know, Eva Mendes was just right. Sure. <laughs> like the third character. Maybe does he tell Cher then about the the crimes? Um, I think maybe he tries to, but I think Cher's like quite invested in Greg Kinnear's porn career, you know. And she's like, so tell yeah. me about all the fucking. And Greg's like, oh, it was amazing. I did it so well and I got paid and I did big jizzes all over a lot of people. And <laughs> Cher's like, that's so oh. great to hear. I'm so proud of you, my little boy, going out there doing the fucking. <laughs> you ought to be more like your brother, Matt Damon, and you should do some fucking. He's like, I don't want to do fucking more. I want to do fucking of crime. I'm going to be a police yeah. officer. And she's like, oh, last week you wanted to be a video game developer. Week before that, you wanted to be a plumber. You can't stick to anything. Not like your brother who sticks to most things because of the amount of <laughs> residual jizz he's got all over himself. And also to you because he's a conjoined yeah. twin. He, worked, he had a dream and he worked hard and he achieved that dream. You could learn a thing or two. And he's like, oh, he always fucks too hard. I can't concentrate. That's why I never made nothing of myself. This is, such, this is the most fucked plot we've ever come up with. And I'm saying something. We did Mabato last uh -huh. week. This is fucked. <laughs> All right. And so I think I what think happens is that Matt Damon essentially kidnaps his brother, right? He waits till Greg Kinnear's sleeping and then maybe he sneaks out of the house and he gets on a bus bound for Boston. And he, you know, tries to go and make something of himself. I had a very fucked idea for a scene here, and I think it would be very funny. Yeah. I think the two of them have a real big argument, right? And then Greg Kinnear's like, I just can't hear from you anymore. And he pushes a little button and like, do you know one of those, like, you're having limos where it's like a little window goes down yeah. between the two. But obviously just rests on their split. Do you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like, one where they're conjoined. And... <laughs> you have a, a physical gag as well where Matt Damon grumpily tries to roll over away from him you're going to go ah, as he hits the window <laughs> right but you have like maybe like a nightmare where it's like uh, like a nightmare scene where it's Matt Damon running um, but his conjoined twin is also Matt Damon do you know what I mean oh, and yeah, like they're, yeah. they're they're trying to find their brother kind of thing and then uh there's like some just like police chief playing. Some police chief played by Danny DeVito is like, you gotta get in there, kid. You gotta shoot him. And he walks in. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger. So we have our cameo that we talked nice, about earlier. Nice, it's like nice, a big. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger is just about to shoot Greg Kinnear. And then Matt Damon wakes up suddenly like horrified. Right. But Matt, here's the bit. Uh -huh. Matt Damon wakes up and just sits right up in bed. And he's like, oh. And then he turns and hits the wall. And he's like, wait. 
How have I hit the wall? And he looks down, and Greg Kinnear's gone. Oh, and there's my a God. big so mark. There's a big so mark up the side of him, and he just runs downstairs. But as he runs downstairs, he keeps falling over because he's leaning to the yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's not used to it. <laughs> yeah, and he runs downstairs. And he's like, "Mom, mom, where's Greg?" And she just screams. He's like, "Where's your brother?" He's like, "I don't know." And then they go and find like a ransom note. I was like, "We've taken him. I see. Or we've taken him. We, you know, kind of thing." Yeah. And it's like he has to solve the crime, but crucially, he keeps falling over because he's not used to walking on his own. <laughs> But you can have him do the big cop thing, right? Where maybe he beca- he um, essentially does like one of those movie things where they let him be a cop because he solves the crime even though he hasn't gone through police training or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then, now it's like a a kidnap film with he has to meet a bunch of kooky characters but all the other kooky characters are porn stars. So is it like a ran- is there like a is it like a ransom note where it's like the implication is that Ron Jeremy mm-hmm. saw him spying, maybe because Greg Kinnear was fucking yeah, yeah. too loud. Or maybe he just heard Greg Kinnear. Right? And he's like, um, I don't know, maybe it's something like, if you don't bring us, like, or if you don't if you don't bring us, or maybe whenever the little glass thing comes down, Matt Damon gets annoyed because he's like, you know I can't get out of the room when this is down. Because like the button's on his side, so maybe they're trying to kidnap them both. But they couldn't get them. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Davis, that's why they had to perform search for all of them. Like, you either hand yourself in or we're going to kill your brother by like the end of the week or whatever. Yeah, no, I see. He's like, yeah. yeah, maybe there's like a note that's like, you shouldn't be spying while your brother's fucking. You know he fucks too hard. And Matt Damon's like, I fucking knew he fucked too hard. And he's like, and this time you fucked him. Yeah, exactly. By sticking your nose where it didn't yeah, belong. Come- don't you know you should always just be sticking with your brother instead of putting it big places you don't deserve yeah, to be the only thing that should be sticking anywhere is Greg Kinnear's massive penis the <laughs> note says so you better come down to the old warehouse uh, or it's going to be curtains for, for Greg Kinnear uh, maybe then he goes and finds Cameron Diaz right and he's like do you know about this that could be like a whole big thing yeah 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 we're like that you can have him made a cast of ludicrous characters all sure, over like yeah, and maybe- very funny other way Yes, absolutely, yeah, and that's the rest of the cameo section. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe um, maybe because some of the cameos are Tom Brady and former WWE champion Jesse Ventura, yeah. so maybe maybe they're like Ron Jeremy's like heavies. I can see that, But they're that, just sure. in, in like banana, banana hammocks the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, like just oiled to the fuck, like just the greasiest boys you've ever seen. So tanned and so slippy, and it's like nearly impossible to catch them. Nice. So right. yeah. So Greg Kinnear, so, he w- Greg Kinnear wakes up in like an old, the old warehouse, tied to a chair, tied with his own, tied with his own penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'll not be going anywhere with that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, he's confused. He's scared. He's not, you know. Again, he's like, where's Matt Damon? What have you done mm-hmm. with him? Do we need to give these characters names? I think we just maybe, maybe them. I think we just stick with Matt Damon and Greg Kinnear. Uh, yeah. What Wallace? That's their last name. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Damon and Greg Kinnear are both hyphenated first names. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> and yeah. Cher Wallace as well. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah so maybe and maybe what it is is that um, Ron Jeremy comes in and he's like, well, you're still going to be useful. You know, even though we've kidnapped you, you're still going to shoot porn for us. And they try to shoot porn, but Greg Kinnear can't get hard. You know, he's, he's only... Like, he's only a, 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 able to get half an erection and what they realize is that 
Greg Kinnear's got such a big penis, he needed two people's blood to <laughs> get an erection. And they're like, holy that's shit, perfect. without Matt Damon, he's useless. I think that's perfect, because you can have the whole thing with Matt Damon. That's why Matt Damon always gets so grossed out by it, because he's like, every time you have sex, it makes me feel disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I feel and you know, It's actually because he's like actually fainting <laughs> and like really nauseous the whole time. It's actually doing irreparable damage to Matt yeah. Damon every time this happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good that's a good twist so maybe they just have him like do I don't know mouth stuff for a lot of us like yeah, mouth the sure. stuff on other people uh, I think that's a very very good twist right uh, if Matt Damon then goes to find uh, Cameron Diaz yeah. what's Cameron Diaz's funny thing because I think all the, all the other porn stars have to have like a specific thing they're good at right and that's like a little jo- running joke throughout all uh-huh. of it do you know what I mean? So, like, what would her, what do you think her specific thing is? Um, I'm asking you specifically, what's a funny porn? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's like, I eat arse faster than anyone in the world. <laughs> I got the fastest tongue in the West. <laughs> yeah, maybe she's just like, yeah, she she talks a bit like this, right? And she's yeah. like, oh, hi, I can't do it. Matt Damon's like, oh, cool. So what's your thing? And she's like, this. And she sticks out her tongue and it just keeps going. She's got like a, yeah. uh, like an like eight a, inch a, tongue. A Pinocchio's nose. of Yeah, tongue. exactly. It could just get <laughs> right up there. She's like, yeah, I'll put this in all sorts of places. Her name's Remima. Nice. Very good. Remima tongues a lot is her name. <laughs> I mean, she gives him information, but he can't understand it because your voice is so <laughs> fucked. And he's like, all right, yeah. All right, I guess that makes well, sense. She's like, well, maybe she's like, I can only talk normal if I'm sucking you off. <laughs> right, <laughs> she, the only way she can talk normally is if she wraps her tongue around something. <laughs> and so Matt Damon's got to overcome his prudish nature, you know, to find his brother. He has to find the porn star inside. This is horrible. <laughs> this is really, really awful to listen to. But I think it's funny. It's just not good. I just think we have to put a big warning this might up for the lost episode. This. Uh, it was, it's about to be the departed. <laughs> oh, maybe she doesn't have to blow. Is that a crazy thing to say? No, I don't think it's fine. But I think the, the point is that you know they both have to make compromises right greg kinnear has to yeah. realize that maybe sometimes he does fuck too hard and matt mm-hmm. damon has to realize that sometimes he doesn't fuck enough right yeah. and they have to find the middle ground of fucking in order to become a cop well maybe they do a thing as well where like i think that's very good yeah i think that's a good spot but, I, but greg kinnear doesn't want to be a cop maybe he just has to be a, he has to just accept that he has to learn to live without matt damon they have to be their own people yeah. right yeah, yeah. he can't yeah but uh, i think there'd be a nice bit here where maybe Cameron Diaz and, and Matt they would both go to get into a car to go like oh she's like I don't know where Ron Jeremy lives but I know somebody does and they go to like some other porn star's house but she gets in the passenger seat and then he goes to get in the passenger seat and he's like our car is the wrong way around because I'm the only one that drives but I'm on this side so you I can't, I, I can't drive on that side. And then she's like, well, I can't drive at all. He gets in and just like the idea of the, you know, those classic 2000s, someone can't drive well bits. Yeah. Where it's just like a lot of stop starting because he's like confused about where the paddles and shit are. Maybe there's a bit where he's like, I've got, I can't, I can't do this. Right. You know, with, we're, we're on a time scale. We've got to do this quickly. And I'm still, mm-hmm. I'm still learning to be, and you know, I can't, I, I know what we need to do. Cameron Diaz, you've got to tie yourself to my 
side. <laughs> yeah, that's good. They just put on one big jumper. Yeah, exactly. We've got to put on one of those yeah. big jumpers, but it's got two two neck holes in it. Yeah. Um, and that way, then I'll be, then I'll be able to do the things, and then he can. Yeah, perfect. And then so he's sort of realizing, you know, because I think that the thing is that they've always been like super resentful of each other and of being conjoined, you know, and then they sort of start to realize that they did rely on each other. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's good. Maybe maybe every place they go to to find information is like, you know, like a real generic porn setting. So she takes them to a pizza place. Yeah, absolutely. And then they go to a laundrette. Yeah. And then a plot like a finally a plumber's before they go to the warehouse. And then yeah, a plumber's house. Yeah, I think they go to the plumber's and the plumber's like it's at the warehouse where we keep all the plumbing supplies. And that that's it. Yeah, that's very so good. So they go to a pizza nice. place. I think the pizza guy is played by Frankie Muniz. That's perfect. Frankie Muniz Excellent. is yeah, very good. pizza guy. And he's just like, Yeah, he's like, I do porn on the side, you know, just ups my tips a bit yeah and he's like and i up uh, let me tell you i up my tip a lot as well like <laughs> it's a big wink. Sure. <laughs> at, at each of these situations is matt damon gonna become a little bit more comfortable with fucking i think so but i think i like the idea that at some point matt damon gets angry that everyone keeps making jokes about the fact they're porn stars like i fucking know all of your porn stars yeah. you don't have to keep making jokes about so that's how he's like so it's good to up the tips and he's like let me tell you I up my and then Matt Damon's like yes you up your tips I get, I understand very good I get it okay <laughs> yeah, very yeah. good maybe like every time they go somewhere you know it's like they're trying to have the banter yeah. and go into like a porn scenario yeah. and end up having sex and Matt Damon's like I just need the information yeah. And he gets more and more like a cop as the time goes on. And then by the time they get to the plumber's house, he just boots the door open with a gun. He's just like, where the fuck's your chair? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but every, time, but every time he gets this, you know, he gets more and more aggressive. Yeah. And they are less and less willing to help. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Because they're all like, well, you know, you're not. Why would we help you out when you're not willing to help us out? Clearly, you know, you think less of us because of our profession. And I think you need to, you know, you need to loosen up a bit, Matt. David. Yeah. I think that's very good. Maybe Frankie Muniz does the thing where he's holding a pizza box. Like, would you like a slice? That's very clearly a waste time. And Matt Damon's like, no. And he's like, are you sure? <laughs> he's like, I don't want any pizza. And he's like, I'd really like it if you had a slice. Like, I'm not opening the pizza box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe, you know, the, you know the uh, classic scenario where it's like, the cop goes up to a guy and he's like, tell me about the crime. And the guy goes, I don't know nothing about the crime. Yeah. My memory's a little hazy. And the cop hands him a 20. Yeah. He's like, now what do you... He's like, oh, maybe I'm remembering a little something. I might need a bit more help to it. And he has yeah. another 20. And Frankie Muniz is like, oh, man, I'm not... Jeez, rem- oh, God. If only someone... I'm, just, I'm really struggling to remember because this pizza's so heavy. <laughs> if only somebody would take a slice. And then Matt Damon's like, for fuck's sake. And he just like, without looking, he opens the pizza box and he tries to take a slice. And Frankie Muniz is like, oh, I'm, I'm really having trouble remembering here. You, got, you know, and eventually... Matt Damon ends up, you know, he's like, fine, okay, fight, whatever, I'll give you a risky. (laughs) And he gives Frankie Muniz like a cheesy, like a, you know, a pizza. A marinara A a marinara-y risky. And Frankie Muniz is like, oh, now I remember. (laughs) Yeah. The warehouse. And then before he leaves again, not being fine, you want an actual pizza? And Matt Damon's like, yeah, all right. Like, he's like, and he hands him one, he's like, you want some ranch? And then he just looks down at his hand and he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, Frankie Muniz sends him yeah, the laundry. So maybe like, and he's given, you know, he gives Frankie Muniz a wristy and then you can kind of see in his face maybe that he's like, oh, actually, 
that wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Maybe he, maybe he goes like he's like horrified and he's like going down and he's like doing it and he's like I can't believe I'm about to do this. And Frankie Muniz is like thank you and he's like what? And he's like that's all it took and he's like oh that that wasn't hard at all. And then Cameron Diaz puts her hand on his shoulder and he's like you have to understand your brother fucks too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you just do it like a, a, a nice plasma one, most people are pretty content after it. Most people are pretty happy with it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, all oh, this time I thought that I had to fuck real hard. Yeah. Uh, Turns out I could just fuck normal. <laughs> this is very funny, a parody of good cop, bad cop words. <laughs> it's like soft fuck, hard fuck. <laughs> hard fuck, yeah. Um, Frankie Muniz then sends him. He's like, I, he's like, no, he's like, I don't know much about Ron Jeremy, to be honest with you. But I see him occasionally bringing down all the soiled sheets down to Maud's laundromat down on Fifth. Mm. And he goes down and that's Meryl Streep then owns Maud's laundromat. Yeah, but yeah, but I yeah. think then you have to cut back. I think we'll have to have a bit of Greg Kinnear and Ron Jeremy coming in with Ben Carson. He's like, you understand? I'm going to make Ben Carson Prime Minister. Or Prime Minister, yeah. President. I'm going to make Ben Carson Prime Minister of Great Britain. <laughs> and then I'm going to turn the entire island into a porn set. <laughs> And they're fucking filthy over there. <laughs> You'd not believe the things they do. They'll do anything. <laughs> they have biscuits called hobnobs. Like... <laughs> so yeah, he goes to see Meryl Streep at the laundrette, yeah. and um, yeah. So they and they again, you know, he gets the information, but he has to do, um, you know, I don't know. Maybe they have. Maybe they just. Maybe they have sex. No. And he's like, oh, that was actually pretty cool. Maybe I like sex when it's not done really, really hard by my brother. I think what happens is Meryl Streep's like, oh, I've got his address. It's just at the back of this drag, this laundry drag. Yes. And she yeah, gets yeah, like, oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I appear to be stuck. I'm, yeah, please help me. And in trying to help, he accidentally ends up having sex. No, I think he goes to help her, right? And as it's happening, loads of Ron Jeremy's goons break in. And there, uh, oh, okay. there's a big fight scene here where he's trying to avoid them, and she's just be like, "Excuse me, I'm stuck." <laughs> like, and more and more <laughs> angry, you know I mean? like, A big fight scene where him and Cameron Diaz have to be side to side doing like a big Matrix style fight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. 2003. Obviously, everything's parodied over the Matrix. Uh, sure, um, but they're like tied side to side doing like a huge, like unnecessary, like martial arts fight. And then at the end, he's just like, "Oh my god, I'm so tired." Because I've only got half the blood I normally have. And he collapses yeah. forward. And then Meryl Streep's like, about dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or maybe she gets out fed up that she's like, I was stuck in there for ages. And he collapses over and she's like, honey, why don't you take a look in there for me? <laughs> and he goes in. <laughs> and then he's like, <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, here we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so he does that, and then he's like, "Oh, actually, this is pretty cool." Yeah. And Meryl Streep's like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, not everybody, not everybody fucks too hard." And Matt Damon's like, "I guess you're right. I guess I've learned something here today about different levels of fucking." Yeah, and then maybe in the fight, his clothes have got ripped, and obviously they're wearing that big jumper, right? So all his clothes are ripped, yeah. and he's like. Oh, darn it, I can't go out, I guess. I look like a fool. And she's like, well, there's a lost and found here of people who've put stuff in the laundromat and I've never come back to get it. And he opens the first bag and it's a police uniform. Nice. Yeah. And but, he's like, but it was meant to it's be. It's a Bobby's uniform. Like, it's a UK police uniform with the big... I was about to say, 
It's it's he doesn't notice that it's assless. <laughs> I think that's funny as well. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he's got the proper tall hat on and like a truncheon <laughs> that's shaped like a dick. And the badge says like I don't know, officer rim job or something. It's just one of those ones that's like female body inspector. It doesn't give a yeah, head. yeah, and th- yeah, the the pants are assless, but he doesn't notice that, and off he goes. Yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. Cameron Diaz maybe goes to say something to him, but he can't understand her because we're big tongue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think at some point you have to have it just to say, like, cuts back and then, like, a, a further bit where maybe Greg Kinnear maybe tries to escape. And, like, f- that's the bit where Tom Brady and Jesse Ventura beat him up and throw him back in. Yeah. Uh, and maybe at one point he goes to escape one of them steps on his dick, like the way you stand on someone's lasers. <laughs> and he just trips forward and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> they put him back yeah, into the chair great. and they put him in, like, you know, um, uh, a guillotine. But it's not it's not yeah. his head of the guillotine. <laughs> no, no, of course yeah. not. And they're like, if you try if you pull too hard, that thing'll drop. <laughs> He's just said, No, you know what it, you know what it is? It's a bread slicer. <laughs> like an automatic bread slicer. Oh wait, Matt, what if it's this? What if they put him in like one of the hangman's nooses, but it's not tied around his head? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, You're standing on a pressure plate. If one foot comes off that, you'll drop. <laughs> he's just like, yeah. Jesus Christ, like he's so... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, he's he's elaborately restrained in some way. <laughs> Maybe all of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think we just have to show that to show like, no, he's in a position where he is literally like, if they don't get there, he's dead now, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Meryl Streep's give them the address so they know where they're going. Yeah. Like, Maybe, do you think Meryl Streep and Frankie Muniz come? Do you reckon everyone on the team turns up? I think maybe, like, yeah, they just, they're collecting people as they go. Maybe maybe it's, like, because Cameron Diaz maybe is, like, I actually want to do a lot of, um, you know, like, uh, parody porn. I'm really into doing, like, Lord of the G-Strings and the Sperminator stuff. Yes, but, yeah, yeah, my my thing is puns. But, but he won't let me do it because he says I can't talk clearly enough and I want to do it. And I'm sick of Ron Jeremy yeah. putting me down. And maybe Frankie Muniz is, like, I just really want to have. I just really want to have be one of those people who eats food off people. Do you know, like mm. that kind of thing? And then because I guess two thousand three and Meryl Streep's like, I'm telling you, I think there's really something that. Oh no, I've got stuck in something porn style, and he won't listen yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah. And it's like they all are just sick of Ron Jeremy controlling the porn industry. And they're like, we want to make our own independent porn, but he's shutting yeah, us down. One of them. Yeah, I, I just all I want is somewhere where there's no producers, there's no editors, there's just only fans. They say, <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> and then look directly at the camera. This is like this is also one of those movies where we write the start of a company, like whenever we did Tinder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, um, we're making a big extended universe, and let me tell you, it's no good. <laughs> It's none of it's good. It's all very, very unpleasant uh, to to listen to. Probably. Right. So you reckon this is a classic um, break-in scene here with a gang where it's for them and there's just like loads of shooting and, and kung fu fighting kind of thing. I think it's a heist. I think it's an Ocean's Eleven style heist. But with but where, with like, porn they've skills, all got their specialities yeah. with porn skills yeah. exactly. Cameron Diaz is using a long tongue to like 
you know, Mission Impossible style, like suspend from. I was thinking she like the she like sends her tongue across like a across the the hallway and pushes the button on the elevator. Then yeah, people are like, people good. are like, who yeah. who dinged that elevator? And then they all turn around, and then as they turn around, Frankie Muniz throws a load of grease on the ground, and they shove them in. Nice, and they all like yeah. slide into the elevator, and then they're sent. Yeah, there yeah, and then Meryl Streep's like, oh no, I've got stuck in this security checkpoint please come and help me and then when they come she just like kicks them both in the face i think they they go to help and it's just like a load of clothes she's brought and they're like hey there's no one in these clothes and then meryl stream appears behind them and low blows them both and sh- nice. shoves yeah. them into the security thing and they get stuck her whole skill set is yeah. she's just good at getting people stuck in things <laughs> <laughs> so yeah meryl streep's just doing yeah is is, is that everybody's using their porn oh. Star power. You know, I said they've all got to... nicknames, and I was like, "Remember, I like Frankie Muniz is called Slick, and she's called the Honey yeah. Pot." <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Uh, then at some point, maybe one of them puts their hand on Matt Damon's shoulder and calls him something, but I will figure that out as the time goes. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they get down there, and Ron Jeremy standing there with Ben Carson, Tom Brady, and Jesse Ventura, and he's just like. You just couldn't let it lie, could you? You couldn't, you couldn't just come on your own like I told you. You had to go through all this fucking big rigmarole. Yeah, one more step and I'm going to bread slice your brother's dick. Me and Matt Damon was like, that doesn't... I'm actually, I actually really like the fact that he fucks that hard, so... <laughs> and I like it and everyone else like, we don't like it either. And he's like, yeah. No. It was, we're actually, we've actually come to learn that we're much happier with Matt Damon's soft fuck. <laughs> and then Greg Lear's like, please, please, I'm begging you. And they're like, do you promise to stop well, fucking? Do you promise to stop fucking too hard? He's like, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll fuck normal. It's going to be a funny part of this film where they realise to defeat them, they just have to make someone even more impressive to run as president than Ben Carson. <laughs> you get yeah. Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the hero of this movie. <laughs> no, we can't do that. I think I'd have, I think again, maybe you have a big classic fight scene here where everyone's taking on one person, right? Because there's four of them, right? Yeah. There's Ben Carson, Ron Jeremy, Jesse Ventura, and Tom Brady. So everyone takes one person on each. Yeah. I think you have Meryl Streep takes on Tom Brady, and he's obviously like a beast, right? Like Tom Brady's like jacked. Yeah, well he's just charging, yeah. you know, he's quarterback charging and he charges straight into a washing machine. Yeah. And gets stuck immediately. But then he, because he's so strong, he just bursts out of it, right? Mm. So she's like, and she's like, oh shit, my getting stuck powers might not be, I might have to, you know, I'm going to have to get this guy the stuckest anyone's ever been. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she does, uh, puts out a nice new banana hammock then or something. His one's really old. He's like, I've been, maybe that's just a bit in the whole film. He keeps asking Ron Jeremy for a new one. Can, for a new banana yeah. hammock. Yeah. She puts one in the in, in like a big pile of leaves and he runs yeah. over it. That's one of those snare traps. Just It's got like a, it's a punji pit. She's got like sharpened <laughs> sticks at the bottom and she's like. Yeah, he just dies. Like it's just, it's just full yeah. on murder. And everyone, everyone's yeah. like, Jesus, my whole strip. <laughs> maybe him and Jesse Ventura are brothers but not by blood by marriage oh, yeah. and you you know jesse ventura goes over and looks down tom brady looks at us up and goes help me step bro and then dies oh yeah did d- did you freeze sorry sorry i'm back i heard help me step bro carry on good was that fine. the end oh yeah no. That was the point. That oh, was that was that was, was, that, that, was, uh, that, was oh, that was the joke. Oh, yes. I was going to be like Jesse Ventura is going to be a cunt, but yes, of course. Help me, step brother. I'm stuck. <laughs> so, yeah, it's very good. That's very very good. Yeah. What a terrible time to freeze. That's the best joke we've probably put in the movie. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think that. Then you have Slick takes on Ben Carson. Uh, I mean, I beg. Uh, yeah. Uh, ben Carson is like running at him, being like, you know, I'm a a very adept um, surgeon. I know exactly what parts of your body to attack to get the most impact. That's like one of those things where mm. he's like grabbing his knuckles and bending his fingers back and stuff like that. Uh, but Slick just keeps slipping out of it because he's covered yeah. in grease. <laughs> yeah, that kind of way. Also, Frankie Muniz, nice. I think, is a race car driver in real life. So this is like a double meaning. He's very, yeah, very oily man. That's true. <laughs> I reckon it's one of those things where at some point Ben Carson goes to swing at him with like a bat or something. And Frankie Muniz has greased a big um, runway and Ben Carson slips down it also into the pudgy pit. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if what it is is that he's just got like two cans of whipped cream and he's got like a belt full of, you know, like bananas Condiments. and glacier oh, yeah. cherries and honey yeah. and he just keeps yeah, like, yeah. and he's just dancing around and he feels, he just covers Ben Carson in just like a three foot layer of whipped cream and honey <laughs> and yeah. sticky like sauces and bananas and stuff and Ben Carson just drowns in it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. He does the, the Terminator thing with the thumb going down yeah. and it, but it's yeah, just yeah. cream. Yeah, and then good. Slick goes, lick that off. And just <laughs> runs I, off. I reckon Jesse Ventura comes over like, to fight Cameron Diaz, right? Yeah. Uh, he just like puts his jukes up and Cameron Diaz like whips her tongue like a like a whip onto the ground. And he just laughs and then he takes off his bandana and he's got a big um ponytail and he whips it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. And, and then they're like fencing. <laughs> yeah, but with like their hair and tongue. And eventually he just she chokes him out with a sleeper but using her tongue. It's like going shh 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 yeah. And Jesse Ventura goes to sleep and then they tip him into the punji pit also. And then they all, yeah. <laughs> they just tip them all into the punji pit. <laughs> yeah. Impaled in various places. Yeah, Matt Damon at this point is fighting Ron Jeremy like over and over again, you know, kind of thing. Where he's like, Ron Jeremy's very shy and be like, "You're pathetic. You've always been pathetic. You yeah, know, you're nothing but an extra. You're not even good enough to be an extra. You were a prop in a film. You're a prop, and it's like that. You're that pathetic that most of the time you actually get propped up. And he keeps tripping up Matt Damon because he's so used to walking against yeah, someone. Yeah, he can't do you it. Know? And I mean, Matt Damon just stands up and he's like. No, I'm my own man. I'm going to learn to stand on my own. And he just, I think, we just, all it is is, do you remember the Dutch angle from the poster, Matt? Yeah. He just leans over fully to the other side. And he's like, what do you think of this? <laughs> it's just, he's overcompensating himself one way and then fights him at an angle. I think what I think it is, is that, you know, that's happening, right? And Ron Jeremy's taunting him and he's like, you know what, Ron Jeremy? You're not wrong. You know, you're not wrong. I used to hate my brother. And wish that I could be, you know, separate from him. And what I've re- come to realize, Ron Jeremy, is that brothers stick together. And he, like, hits a button and frees Greg Kinnear. He's like, Greg, quick! And Greg, like, goes, quitchy! And wraps, like, wraps around Matt Damon so that they're back together again. And then together they kick the shit out of Ron Jeremy. But what happens to Greg Kinnear's dick? Does he just break off? <laughs> No, 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 I think he, he, he frees him, you know? Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, I think he maybe while Ron Jeremy's monologuing, he doesn't realize that Matt Damon's like, oh, yeah, because Matt Damon maybe maybe earlier on has to, like, like you know, start props or turn lights off and stuff in the film, but he has to do it, like, subtly. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it's like that kind of thing where he's, he's learned, been, like, like, a sl- key grip, yeah. Yeah. So he's got, like, some sleight of hand skills, so while Ron Jeremy's talking, he's just, like, turning the machine and stuff off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. As you said, brothers stick together. Pulls the thing. Greg Kinnear lands next to him. Uses his gigantic dog to tie their legs together, yeah. and then they fight as a one then person. They fight as a as a as a unit. 
Yeah. Exactly. And then like Greg a Pacific Rim. <laughs> yeah. And then Greg Kinnear turns to Matt Damon. He's like, I'm sorry that I fucked too hard. And Matt Damon's like, I'm sorry I didn't fuck enough. And he's like, well, maybe three days a week we can be a policeman and three days a week we can be a porn star. And maybe one day that's just for brothers. <laughs> maybe he looks, maybe he looks uh, they look at each other, right? And he's like, um, uh, after that conversation, Greg Derby is like, I'm really glad you've forgiven me because I really fucked up. And Matt Damon's like, well, you might have, but do you know what you do when you fuck up? It's a good time to fuck someone up. And they turn and just beat the <laughs> fuck out of Ron Jeremy. Like, just cave him into the fucking ground. Yeah, toss him in the punji pit. Yeah. And then they're like, well, now Ben Carson will never be present in 2016. And everything will probably be fine. And everything will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the ending note. Who could be worse than Ben Carson, they say, <laughs> as they turn away arm in arm. I think the end of the film is uh, him at the airport and Greg Kinnear saying goodbye to him. And they both got like a little um, crotch under the side where each one of them used yeah. to be. And they're getting used to walking, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then they're, maybe like that's the bit where you get the, the poster, right? Where they're like, hey, before we go, let's take a photo. And it's just like them standing on the runway or something. And yeah. you just get the sky. And they but fist just, bump and then they both yeah. fall over. Yeah, they're slowly they're tipping over. The ground. Yeah. And then that's where, where it just shows you it's like final boarding call to Boston. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, good luck being a cop. Yeah, and he's like, I'm sure nothing bad, Lob. <laughs> Hope you don't have to face any loaded guns <laughs> and decide what's the differences between a cop or a criminal. Yeah. Credits. Credits. Right, let's find out what the plot for The Departed is. Yeah, the worst movie that we've ever made. <laughs> let's find out the plot for Stuck on You, sorry. <clears throat> right. Bob and Walt Tanner try to live as normally as possible despite being conjoined twins. Outgoing and sociable Walt aspires to be a Hollywood actor, whereas Bob is shy and introverted. The twins run Quickie Burger, a diner in Oak Bluffs in Martha's Vineyard, guaranteeing free meals if orders are not completed in three minutes. Oh, Wow. This is to show how skilled and in sync Bob and Walt are, because they do both they do the jobs twice as fast as they're I working see. in unit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Walt is comfortable interacting with women, but Bob's very shy. Uh, okay. Yeah, there we go. He has a long-distance relationship with pal, pen pal Mae Fong from California. <gasps> California? Hey! hey California. We did it. Who he has never met and hasn't told her that he's a conjoined twin. Walt stars in a one-man show while Bob stays as much as possible in the background as he has stage fright. Yeah, okay. We, we kind of, we were there. Yeah. As the play is successful, Walt follows his dream to Hollywood, persuading his husband brother to go along for the ride. They rent an apartment in California. They're in California, Matt. They've fucking gone to California. They're into it. We did it. Yeah. Uh, and become friends with fellow aspiring actress April Mercedes. When she asks about their conjoinment, Walt explains that they share a liver, but it's mostly Bob's. A surgical separation is risky for Walt. Bob would not consent to the surgery, even though Walt wanted it. And it's also why Walt looks older than Bob. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fine. Walt is difficultly finding acting work, work in Hollywood and his agent Morty isn't helpful. That's such an agent name. It is. Morty, I got you. You gotta get me more parts. I'm trying, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, offering at one point to get him a job in a pornographic film. Yes. Oh my God. God, we're so good. 
Cher is upset that she's starring in a primetime TV show called Hottie and the Bees. <laughs> That's, Wait, so Cher uh, just plays Cher in this? Yeah, but that's the whole line. There's no, there's nothing after that. That's just he offered him a pornographic film. Next line: Cher <laughs> is Cher. upset. Okay. Cher's upset. She's in a film called Honey and the Bees. Wanting out, she hires Walt as her co-star, uh, certain that it will get cancelled. The producers realize her scheme and foil it by going forward, compensating him for Bob's presence by keeping him out of the camera frame and enjoying blue screen effects. <laughs> the show is a surprise hit and Walt becomes famous. Oh, this is so good. I want to watch this film now. Yeah. Walt arranges for Mae Fong to meet Bob without his consent. They develop a romantic relationship that the twins attempt to keep their conjoint nature a sacred proves challenging, especially as Walt must accompany them everywhere. Sometimes using creative solutions like disguising himself as a giant teddy bear. Eventually, May discovers them in bed. She concludes that they are a gay couple rather than brothers. And although Bob shows they're indeed conjoined twins, shocked at the lie, she flees. Which I think is an entirely fair thing to do. Oh, that's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I have no problem with anyone being a conjoined twin, but I think if you lied to me about it while I was dealing you, I think yeah, that's Yeah, I think fleeing big. is maybe a bit much, but certainly leaving. <laughs> Yeah, I think certainly being like, oh, this is an unfair thing you've brought upon what me. What you've done here is, yeah, you know, lying about anything for that long and concealing it in that extraordinary a manner, right? The lengths that they go to. to, to... Yeah. A giant teddy bear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you'd not be okay with it. Morty, the agent, informs the twin that word has leaked that they're conjoined. Rather than hiding it, they embrace it, becoming huge celebrities, making commercials, and appearing on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. While Walt enjoys the success, he knows Bob is unhappy and Mrs. May. Resolving that Bob needs to be independent to be happy, Walt demands that they be surgically separated. Oh, shit. They're getting pulled apart. Bob refuses, so Walt acts wild and crazy. Drunk, he snatches a woman's purse and spends the night in jail for drunk driving. Although Walt was drinking, Bob has the hangover, as their shared liver is mostly his. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a funny That's bit. fun. Released the following morning, they fight, and Bob agrees to the operation. On the night before the surgery, May shows up apologizing to Bob for running out. He informs her that they're getting separated, although she doesn't want them to. He says it's best. At the hospital, May and April wait until Ben Carson, a real-life neurosurgeon in a cameo. So Ben Carson does the surgery. In ben this. Carson does the surgery. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the surgery was successful. Bob and May, small-town people, move back to Oaks Bluff, but Bob finds separation from Walt difficult, both practically and emotionally, and has difficulty doing things by himself when they used to do it so much together, such as maintain the Quickie Burgers three-minute challenge or play hockey, where they used to be a goalkeeper. I don't know if it, I don't know about you, Matt, but that seems unfair to me. Seems illegal, yeah. <laughs> Walt loses his job when Honey and the Bees is cancelled due to low ratings and doesn't find more work. He is also emotionally devastated by Bob's absence. After a brief talk with Cher about what's best for him, he moves back to Oaks Bluff. One year later, Walt and Bob are running the restaurant together. Bob and May have married and May is pregnant. The twins simulate their former conjoinment with Velcro clothing that attaches them. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, we kind of we did that, I yeah, guess. But, but this is like a, a serious end. The horse is a fucking nonsense. This is like, yeah, we'll just Velcro our clothes here. Sometimes I'll be nice. <laughs> Walt finds creative fulfillment continuing in local plays, including a musical which he and Meryl Streep play Bonnie and Clyde. That's the last line of the film. Huh, that's cool. We got more crack there than I would have thought, and I've seen that film. Yeah, and I'll say this. 
for like a 2000s comedy by the Farrelly brothers that says an outrageous comedy on the poster. Yeah. I was expecting it to be much more fucked. Yeah. Like ours is definitely the worst film. Oh yeah, <laughs> ours is definitely the worst movie out of those yeah. two. Mm. Yeah, we did but yeah, we did a bad I mostly me did a bad job. <laughs> I didn't want to lean too much on it because I knew the basic premise of they were gonna get cut in half at one point. But then I was also the person that brought up the cut in half. Part. Yeah, yeah, you did do that. <laughs> but I think it's good to have, if you were like a joint twin, you suddenly found out your twin was missing. I think that's a good premise for like a actually weird thriller thing right? oh sure yeah yeah anyway let's do the media thing and let's get the fuck out of here all right there's the little jingle everyone did you enjoy it i did i don't i don't know there's a jingle for that bit oh i thought there was maybe i wasn't well there is now it's this media hey <laughs> i don't know if i've brought it up on the podcast before but recently my partner and I watched Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Oh, yeah. And I knew everyone was saying how it was like the most beautiful film in the world. And everyone was like, oh, they love Marcel and stuff. And it is, a, it's genuinely such a Mac film of being like just an unnecessarily emotional, cutesy thing that uh-huh. has some weird family stuff in it. Marcel the Shell with shoes on is a fucking fantastic film. Like, legit, like, not even just from like a, it's a cute little shell that has shoes. Like, it's just really, really well made. And. Like, all the other characters that they filled out with are just really, really good. Like, I cannot express how, how like, it feels very real despite being a film about a shell with shoes. Uh-huh. Like, it's just, it's just a really, really well made. Like, it looks really nice. Like, it's done in the style, like, it's meant to be a documentary about Marcel. And, but I think that really adds to it, which is something a lot of the time I don't really like. But I think just, like, the way that like, it's shot and the fact that they have the actual guys making the documentary in canon talk to Marcel quite a lot really adds so much. I really, really cannot express how much I enjoyed it. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. I've been meaning to check that out for a while. <clears throat> and maybe this is the week mm. that I'll do so. Um, I will be recommending that you check out. I had something and now I've lost it again. I've got a second thing I can do if you want me to... Go for it. Hit me. Hit me with the second thing. Um, This year I finished for my first time ever watching Over the Garden Wall. Oh, it's so good. Over the Garden Wall is like a perfect, very <laughs> short, like limited series. Uh, it's incredible. Animated, animated series where Elijah Woods, the main guy, Christopher Lloyd's in it. Like, there's so many notable voice actors. So many incredible in actors in it. Um, it, the... it looks so good again. Like, it's just, it's so beautiful look at beautifully the actual... animated the art yeah. style is it's whimsical but also spooky mm. uh it's it's a proper full series uh, if you want something that's going to make you get you in the mood for halloween without mm. being particularly scary yeah that's like i mean i as again i watched and i hate scary stuff but it was like the right amount of spooky where you're like oh yeah i fear for these characters without being uncomfortable yeah like, there's a lot of, like, there's just a lot of, like, like individual bits of it I really stick out of my mind. Like, um, they go to, like, a little school at some point where all the food's really bland and one of the characters just sings a song about <laughs> making the food taste better and fucking, it's just so nice. There's, like, a, there's like a town full of, like, pumpkin people that's really beautifully animated and stuff. Like, oh, mm. it's, just, it's just, or scarecrow people, sorry. It's just really, really good. I highly recommend. I had genuinely not heard of it before my... Um, girlfriend matched it. I love it. Like, I'd happily rewatch it. It's really yeah. wonderful. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so I'm going to recommend something that is not wonderful. Oh, yes. Here we go. Um, in fact, it's one of the most uncomfortable things probably that I've watched in a long time. And I'm not somebody who likes, like, I ap- well, actively go out of my way to avoid, like, cringe humor. Mm. You know, like yeah. Hugh Grant movies, Peep Show. I'll never watch those. Like, they're worse than horror movies for me. They yeah. make me feel awful. Um, but a show that made me feel very uncomfortable that I also enjoyed is uh, the new show on Grouse House. It's called The Most Upsetting Guessing Game in the World. Yeah. Perfect. By the Auntie Donna crew. Uh, plus guests. And essentially it's a game of party quirks, right? It's like the... Mm. Um, classic improv guessing game where each person has a character and then there's a host of the party who has to guess who each character is via the medium of improv Mm. um but they just take it to a whole new level and they put layers to every character and each one is very upsetting and very very difficult to guess yeah um and it goes on for too long (laughs) <laughs> and everybody gets re- very upset in it. And it's very, very funny. To give an example, I believe one of the characters was uh, someone was from Alaska, but in their timeline, Alaska had never been bought by America and had become an independent state. And also, the mayor of Alaska was the cat from the Paula Abdul video opposites attract. <laughs> yeah, and that was one of three layers to this one character <laughs> that they had to decipher. It was It's cooked. Yeah. <laughs> It's fantastic. It's such a good watch because there's inevitably a point where every person in, in the show who is the guesser just turns to like the MC and is like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> every episode, the person breaks eventually. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful chaos of a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heartily recommend checking it out. Have a go with your friends. Save you how many friendships you can ruin. Yeah, do it. Yeah, You cowards. <laughs> well is that us I think that's us alright everyone well you know what they say lock the doors go to sleep turn the lights out cause we're coming for you <laughs> <laughs> we're coming to your house fuckers yeah. especially if you haven't left a five star review uh, which please do anyway hope you've all had a lovely time love you all very much <laughs> And you sleep are- well it's a great day to be uh, two boys stuck together. <laughs> but it's an even better day to be the sweatiest poster boy in the world. It's 30 <laughs> degrees here. Goodbye, everyone. Uh, Goodbye, keep everybody. watching the skies. And the truth is out there. <clears throat> Goodbye. <laughs>